Good day, nerds. This is Megan coming at you with another Cantina conversation. Today's episode features a chat with Tilly Bridges, talking about her upcoming book, Begin Transmission, The Trans Allegories of the Matrix. So as you guys will see in the interview, I am not a huge fan of the Matrix. I was actually um, kind of late to the hop on the bandwagon of watching them all. Um, but yeah, I, as I tell Tilly, um, I just really appreciated how reading her really, really deep dive into, uh, the metaphors, and all, you know, all the details and the Easter eggs and all that, that the directors put in the franchise, um, it just really kind of opened my eyes, uh, as to really the message that we're tr- they were trying to get across. But either way, I'll let you guys get to it. Here is Tilly Bridges. So today we've got Tilly Bridges here. We're talking about Begin begin transmission the trans allegories of the matrix that comes out on june 27th tilly thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today um i you know being completely honest when i watched i was kind of late to the bandwagon <laughs> like late to hop on the bandwagon to, to watch the matrix movies and i honestly think they like kind of like went right over my head but um your really deep dive analysis kind of helped at least give me some context to understand everything <laughs> so when i ever needed like another opportunity to to watch them again if that ever happens at least i'll know um what to look for and and you know how to make those connections so they you know we're gonna get into it so <laughs> thanks for taking the time to chat today well thank you so much for having me i appreciate it a lot yeah absolutely so um to get started can we go into like um can you provide like a summary of the book so that listeners can um, follow along with the conversation? Uh, Yeah. In the summer of uh, 2020, the Wachowskis revealed that they had intended the movies to be child level. And as a screenwriter, I was getting asked a lot about uh, what that meant, what they were trying to say with those movies and, and what was in the allegory. And so I decided to write about it. Um, it began as uh, social media threads. I did not think it would ever turn into a book. I didn't think there was going to be that much there to write about. But all of the very, very detailed and specific experience of being trans in this world. And so I wanted to, I, I was really surprised at how deep and specific they were and how very seen and understood it made me feel. And so I wanted to help other trans people be able to experience that the way I did. And I wanted to help uh, cisgender people be able to understand what this has to say about the trans experience. And that they also have a lot to say about um, cis people too, and, and what good allyship really looks like and why it's so important. And, and so it's, um it's a very, the, the book is a very detailed analysis of the four main films in the franchise and the animatrix. And it uh, takes you through my interpretation of what those allegories are and what they have mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, like I said before, I just really, I appreciated the opportunity to read, to to read it in that context. Cause now I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> cause I yeah. just felt like so much of it was so out there, but I think, you know, it was just when I first watched it, I think it was t- like two years ago, I did like a marathon uh, to, cause mm-hmm. I'd never seen them before. And the fourth one was coming out. And so my husband was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Okay, we're going to watch them right now. Like, after the kids went to bed, we started it. (laughs) It was like a three or four night, you know, um, process. But yeah, it was, 
I, I'm still like, there are some, at some points I felt like I was starting to get the hang of it. And then I was like, Oh, never mind. Like, so, <laughs> you know, so I feel like after reading this, um, with just with all, like you go so detailed and all you, you don't leave any stone unturned. And so it was really interesting and really cool to kind of like just, um, really get that perspective. Um, and, you know, just something that I, I like, I, I had no clue, you know, like, cause I don't follow the Wachowskis, um, you know, and I didn't really know. Much, I didn't really uh, analyze it like from my point of view. So um, yeah, it was it was really interesting. So um, it's you know very very cool. And we go into your like your background a little bit, and maybe I don't know, go into like your professional and your personal life, and like maybe how you know your experiences like led you up to like led up to you taking on this project. Sure, um, I am primarily a screenwriter. I write as part of a team with my uh, cis wife. Susan, um, we're presently working on uh, season two of the Monster High animated show. We've done some other uh, TV stuff that we're not allowed to talk about yet. Uh, <laughs> we write comics. We ha- uh, write for scripted podcasts and run our own podcasting company called Pendant Productions. We write for uh, tabletop role-playing games. We've written for the uh, Nebula Awards and the Hugo Awards. We write just about everything that's out there. And I personally, uh, well, I guess publicly is the word I'm looking for. I publicly came out as trans in the summer of 2020. And when I did that, I realized how very, very much privilege in society I was giving up. Because even though I was never actually a cis white man, that's what society sort of treated me as. It's a complicated thing because society definitely saw me that way, but I never conformed to what society says a cis white man should Mm. be. And when you are perceived to be a cis white man who does not conform to that idea, there's a lot of bullying involved. There's a lot of hazing and harassment. Um, So I never had like the full level of cis white male privilege, but I had a lot. Um, And still, if I went into any situation where nobody knew me, I had all of that privilege, right? Um, Because Mm. that's just how I was interpreted. And I realized how much of that I was giving up by by coming out as a trans woman because trans people and especially trans especially um, trans women of color and black trans women um, they have so little privilege and they're at the intersection of so much oppression. Um, so I wanted to do something realizing that I still had white privilege very much so, um, mm. and even among trans people, I I am very privileged. Uh, my wife's. You know, uh, it was my wife before transition and after, after she did, didn't affect our relationship any. Um, I, I didn't lose a home or a job or friends when I came out. And that is not the case for yeah. a whole lot of trans people, very sadly. And I also live in California, which is one of the safest states for trans people. Um, sure. so I have a whole lot of privilege that I wanted to use some way to help people if I could. And uh, while I'm a writer, as I talked about, writing is what I do. So I thought maybe there was something there. And so I started uh, a series called Trans Tuesday, where every Tuesday, and it's still going now, there's been over a 100 of them, I write about the process of transitioning and existing as trans in this society and all the things that maybe cis people don't realize because you're not trans and you can't see the same things we do. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, talking about the different experiences of being trans to help other trans people feel seen and understood and to help get more information out there. And it was as part of that, that um, when I was doing that, people just kept asking me about the matrix films <laughs> and I'd always, I'd always really liked them. I'd always been a big fan of them. 
Um, so I thought, sure, I'll sit down. And I hadn't watched them again since realizing it and accepting my transness and coming out. And I thought I would get, you know, one essay out of it. And I got 24. Mm. Um, it was so surprising. And so I, I say I accidentally wrote this book because uh, <laughs> I didn't intend to. It was just there was so much that I uncovered that I wanted to share with people. Um, and it just took that much space to do it. Um, so eventually there were enough of them that people started asking me if I would turn them into a book. And I wasn't sure if if that was something I wanted to do or not, uh, because I felt they, they stood very well on their own. But mm. I remember reading something that it was like, I think it's like 2% of the US population is on social media. And that's where I posted oh. them. And so many people, after I posted them, wrote to me, sent me DMs and emails, and said that it helped them feel understood as a trans person. It helped them realize they were trans. It helped cis parents understand their trans kids better. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole hope with with writing things like this. And so I realized that as a book, uh, it's a completely different format. It has a completely different audience. There will be, you know, some overlap, sure. But the people who read books that aren't on social media, you know, might need this just as badly. They need to be seen and understood uh, just as much as the people who are on social media. So um, that was what finally convinced me to to give it a go. And uh, I spent quite a long time revising it, updating it, expanding it uh, to, to convert it from, you know, social media threads into a book format. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they got me a book deal. And uh, that was late 2022, uh, fall 2022, I think. Uh, and so uh, now it's it's coming out at the end of June. So that's yeah. pretty much the whole process. Right. Yeah. Because I'm saying like, I'm thinking like, because a lot of books sometimes still, you know, people will be kind of, it'll take a, an author like 10 years to, to yeah. get the ball rolling. But with you, it seemed because I'm going to, I'm thinking like, oh, if you kind of finish this or um, you, you know, kickstarted and got the go ahead, like, you know, what, six months ago, that's like, that's pretty awesome. You know, you know like the, to, yeah, it wasn't actually a Kickstarter or anything. It's oh, an actual okay. publisher that picked it up. Yeah. So, nice. um, yeah, it was, I, I actually started it in 2020, uh, when I did my first series of threads on the very first movie. Um, and then I sort of did the rest of them, uh, in the, the years afterwards leading up to, uh, Resurrections when it came out. And then I did Resurrections as well. Um, so yeah, it was a long process and, and each movie, it probably took me like eight, 10 hours of watching just to take notes on each yeah. film individually. Uh, and that's a really long time to watch the yeah. same movie. <laughs> so it's a good thing. I really love them. Um, right. Yeah. And then it would, it would be a process of days or weeks of turning those notes into coherent thoughts, you know, that people yeah. could read. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a, a whole lot of work involved, but, um, I found it to be very rewarding just to me personally, uh, being able to understand what, what these movies had to say about trans existence. Um, and so I was very happy to do it and get it out there to, to have other people see it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so then kind of like piggybacking off of that a little bit, like the whole research process, like what's like, mm-hmm. cause you do like screenwriting and you work on other um, types of like projects with different mediums. So I, you know, I'm sure you're no stranger to like research, but so like, you know, did you approach this um, book kind of the same, like in the same way, but I mean, obviously it's going to be different cause you just said you had to watch all the movies and yeah. pause and take notes and all that stuff. So did you, um, was there anything that kind of stood out to you in the process? Did you kind of like, 
you know, do additional research? Like how, how I want to kind of like explore that whole, um, you know, that whole process for you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm primarily like a fiction writer, right? With my wife, we write scripts mostly. And so, um, I mean, and I have been writing these nonfiction essays for a few years now, but it's mm-hmm. a, it's a very different, uh, type of writing than, fiction uh, of any t- kind because you know in right. fiction you're just even if you're researching things you're still mostly making it up you have characters and arcs and personalities and plot and there's none of that here i mean i'm i'm sort of pulling that out of uh the movies and explaining what what they were trying to do but it's uh it was a, a very very different process and the wachowskis are um i believe that they are are absolute geniuses and they mm-hmm. like to put really um obscure little references to things and stuff, even in terms of some of the character names. And I would be like, well, what does that mean? I need to know what, what they're talking about to understand what they're saying. And so I'd have to pause the movie for like an hour, you know, and go look something up and read all about it and fall down a rabbit hole (laughs) uh, of information, you know, just trying to soak it all up and then recontextualize it uh, based on the movie where, where it appears and what they were trying to say with it. And, and all the other elements that they were using. So it was, um, it was a very difficult process to anything like that before. Um, since then I've, I've, I've written about trans allegories and other things as well, because people are now, so not surprisingly, I suppose, asking me to do that as well. Um, so it's <laughs> happened on a few more, uh, things, but it's, um, yeah, it's a very unique and strange kind of writing. Um, I don't dislike it, but I, I definitely, feel more at home with fiction um, Mm. since that's primarily what we do and has always been my love. But yeah, it's a really bizarre thing to do, I guess. (laughs) It does. Yeah. And it's definitely, it's definitely different. Was there, um, I mean, you're, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone in in multiple Mm -hmm. ways. Um, Was there anything like fascinating or surprising that you learned while you were, um, you know, digging through all the meanings and layers and all that? Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) I think the most, amazing thing to me in terms of um, the allegories and what I learned. And I, I don't think I can really get into the specifics of it here. I, there's a lot of detail about it in the book, but uh, the character of the Merovingian who appears in the second, third and fourth movies, mm-hmm. um, his very name uh, tells you so much about how they use him in the allegory and what a Merovingian is and what they believed. And um so it's, it's way too much in detail to, to really get into the specifics yeah. <laughs> of here, but it's, uh, it blew my mind. I had never heard of King Merovech before or his followers, mm-hmm. the Merovingians. I had no idea what they were or any, I didn't know anything about them. I thought it was just some weird, weirdo name they made up because it sounded cool, but no, <laughs> they were real people from history. And so, um, there's so many things like that, uh, that they they pepper throughout the movies um it was it was a real education in a lot of ways yeah yeah definitely i mean i'm as the reader i'm feel more educated about that whole thing <laughs> so i mean you did you did the hard work but now it seems like you dug yourself a hole because now other people want want to see what else you know what what other like movies or franchises or <laughs> you you notice things in or that actually yeah. have you know metaphors like that you know so that's no, that's cool. And I think the research part, like all authors, no wonder, no matter like what genre, like they get sucked in and they have, they enjoy it a lot, but then they're like, oh, well, we have to write. So I totally, yeah. I totally get that just from, um, you know, speaking to other authors. Um, so this was like your first book, right? Yes. 
Yeah, congrats. Um, Thank you. So, yeah. So how did this experience differ than that of like the experiences of like what you've, you know, what the work that you're, you, you know, that you're used to doing for your professional career and like, you know, any, any big lessons learned, things like that? Uh, it's just books are just words. There's so many words <laughs> in a book. When, when you're primarily like uh, a script writer, a screenwriter, y- you know, those formats, if you're, if the people aren't very familiar with them, there's not a lot of words in them. They're very uh, open. There's a lot of white space uh, mm-hmm. because you, you know, you put in the dialogue so that the actors can, can read it more easily. And so th- the way the spacing of it is, there is so many less words. And um, so when you, when you think about like, this book is like, I think 65,000 words, which isn't even that long for a lot of books, but th- for me, <laughs> that was so many words. That's it like so long. many scripts <laughs> worth of words. So um, yeah. And it was, I think at the end, what I learned from it is that even though that's a whole lot of words and it's so much more than scripts, it's not insurmountable. It's not impossible. It was, it was something I very easily did in tiny little chunks, you know, in writing these little essays that later I compiled. So I think if I learned anything from it, it was just that, you know, if you take it in little bite-sized chunks, uh, it's not so daunting. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I can relate to that with, with our script writing because we always do multiple drafts and revisions. And before that we do outlines and there's usually multiple drafts of the outlines and there's brainstorming sessions. And if you look at the total time spent, uh, it might not be that different because it's just, um, the mechanics of it are different, but it's all kind of basically the same thing at heart. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, and actually, uh, my wife and I now are thinking about uh, getting into prose and maybe writing a novel. And that's like the one area we hadn't gotten into before. Okay. So this sort of warmed me up to that a little bit. Yeah, it helps you like kind of get a taste of it. Kind of like, yeah, because I, I kind of see how it does seem kind of overwhelming at first because it's just, yeah. you know, it's like you're, yeah, you you have experience writing, like you do it, like you're not worried about the writing part and, you know, developing a story or whatever. It's, it's the amount, like it takes the time that it takes and it's like the amount of yeah. words and it's like even just looking at the words on the pa- on the sheet and the paper, you're, yeah, that can become overwhelming. But like, yeah, that's really cool that once you got into it and once you were doing it, you're like, oh, I could do this again. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, not, that's all right. Like and you survive. The fear <laughs> of, the, of the blank page is still the hardest part in both uh, this kind of writing and in fiction writing, you know, getting through that first draft when there's nothing there to fix or revise is definitely the hardest part because uh, that's mm. the part where you're creating from nothing. So um, for me, anyway, uh, th- those first drafts are always the toughest. And then the revising is where it's fun because that's you can take, it back, you know, you can make it uh, go from crap to something that's really amazing. So I always, yeah. I always enjoy revising way more. <laughs> well, I think I read somewhere that like the, the, the point of a first draft is to like be the first draft, like exactly. nobody ever, Nobody ever like prints or publishes the first draft of anything, yeah. you know. Nobody so even sees our first drafts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then even at some point you're just like, oh gosh, like, you know, do I even want to look at my first draft? Like, <laughs> you know, it depends, you know, it's, it's depending on like how, um, yeah, like where it could go. Like, where do you go from there? Like, cause yeah, like how you said, when you go review and revise, you go through and, you know, maybe if there's like something like, oh, no, I got to fix this part. And so that's like, it's like a new, it's like kind of like switching your brain to like a new motivation yeah. to, for that next step in the process. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. What were like the most challenging parts to write? And then what were the most enjoyable parts to write? 
I think the most challenging parts to write were honestly everything about the second, third, and fourth movies, because uh, the first movie is really great. I mean, I, I love all the movies, but the first one is a a much more universal story. Uh, it's very specifically trans in, in its allegory, but it's something that I think um, cisgender people can more easily identify with. Mm. And when you get to the second, third, and fourth, there's still plenty in there that cis people can identify with and understand, but it was a lot harder to explain because they get so much more specific into the details mm. of trans existence that cis people would, would never really, you know, think of or know about because it's not an experience you've lived through. Right. And so trying to translate that into something understandable uh, to an, to, uh, you know, the entire audience, not just trans people, but so that cis people can understand it too, um, was, was really tough. There's parts of it that, I don't know. I kind of called it like, like the first movie is trans 101, but after that, you're getting to like 300 level trans courses. It's like advanced <laughs> stuff. And so, um, there was, th- there were moments that were really hard to articulate what they meant. Uh, I would have to pause in my examination of the movies to uh, explain things, uh, in detail about trans existence. And some of that also got kind of tough because, the easiest way to do that would be to give examples from my personal life. And so I mm. had to get pretty vulnerable. I had to, to share a lot of uh, personal things um, to sort of help people be able to, to see what I was talking about and, and give examples. So right. um, those parts got a little bit difficult, but I think the, Honestly, the most joyous part has just been the response from people um, through the original threads, even people who, who've read early copies of the book, uh, because it's really it's touching people. And that's all I could have ever asked for there. You know, already I have people who are like, I read your book and I realized things about myself that I never knew. And it's helping me to learn who I am better and understand mm. myself better. And that just means the world to me. So um, th- that's absolutely been the, the best and most rewarding part of it is just knowing that it's, it's reaching the people who maybe need it. Yeah. And I do appreciate you kind of like acknowledging that, like how you had to get vulnerable and you just had to go for it because you do touch yeah. on that in, in the book where you, you know, the people who came before you like laid the groundwork and they had, you know, and you almost kind of feel an obligation to like put yourself out there so that you can help others. And yeah, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. And that's, yeah, it's like fascinating. I think that's like so meaningful and, and yeah, what can you, what more can you ask for if you've, if you've been able to do that for others? Yeah, it's really all I could have ever hoped for at the start. But yeah, that's a, it's a really um, important thing, I think, for all humans, but it's a very uniquely trans thing, too. Uh, because when you're in a society like ours, where like half of this country is trying to make it impossible for us to exist and get our health, mm. the health care that we need, um, it can be really hard to admit to yourself that you are trans and to come out and to try to uh, exist and find joy in being your true self. And mm. what helped me do that was being able to see other trans people who'd done it before me, especially trans women and especially trans women writers. Here were, <coughs> were trans women who came out, they were public, they showed their joy, they showed how happy they were being themselves, and they still had writing careers. And that made me think, I can do it too. And there were people mm-hmm. who did that for them, and there are people I've done that for, and it, it just goes on down yeah. the line like that. The, you know, And I think that applies to all queer people even. Um, you know, Just seeing people like you 
who are out or, you know, even people from any marginalized community, uh, representation matters so much because of that. If you can see other people doing it, you, you, you will believe that you can do it too. And that's why it's so important that, you know, all these marginalized voices, not just trans people, but, you know, people of color and black people and disabled people get a chance to tell their stories and get to see themselves you know, in movies and TV and books too, because it, it helps all of us. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, one of my favorite things I think about the entire series of movies that, that I learned by uncovering this is how deeply they believe in love and in compassion and equality and choosing not to hate and choosing to accept each other and work together for a better future. Uh, that, really meant a lot to me. It's, it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful message that they, they impart it to all of their work, not even just the Matrix franchise. Um, you can see that vein uh, running through everything they do. And mm. I think stuff like that is just so important, uh, especially, you know, today when so much of our society feels so fractured and um, confrontational. Uh, it's, it's a really good reminder for people, you know, that we're stronger together if we can just, you know, come together and celebrate our differences rather than hate each other for them yeah i mean at the end of the day we have so much more in common than we do exactly different and it's just like at the end of the day like we all want a roof over our head we want to take care of our loved ones we want you know to take care of ourselves like those things are important to like virtually everybody just like being able to be healthy and be happy and but yeah i mean i'm right there with you i i'm all all about inclusivity and you know, if there are so many stories to tell and like how you said, like not just trans stories, but like people of color, all yeah. that, like there's so many stories to tell. And there's so many like a million ways to tell them. Like, so it's, it's the, you know, the sky's the limit really. And, you know, however you're going to discover those stories, like it's really important that they're like findable, that you can find them and, yeah, or that anybody can find them. Cause you know, like I'm, I cis, um, you know, hetero woman and, yeah, it's just like things like that where I'm always, I always try to be like as open minded as possible. And like, I have no problem acknowledging like, I don't know everything, you know, like my experience is just one experience. And, you know, and that's kind of like why for the longest time for, um, it wasn't necessarily like, I mean, maybe exposure, but also maybe just, um, being, become, getting older and understanding more. My worldview expanded and where I was able to just like, you know, it just kind of clicks like, yeah, you know, like, at the end of the day, like you guys just like want to be left alone right like you just like yeah just you're, just, like, you're not trying to hurt anyone like you know i'm pro-choice across the board um and we don't have to get too political on here but you know i just at the end of the day it's just like it sucks um what these communities like people in your community people like people of color like what everybody like has had to go through and and you know it's just as far as legislation goes it's just like the kind of stuff that they're trying to introduce is just like to me it's smoke and mirrors but you know, that we could, that they can start like a whole other tangent, you know, but, um, yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Inclusivity is so important. Um, finding those stories and giving everybody like a voice just cause, yeah, it's like, even though I don't necessarily relate to this experience, it's like other people will and that, you know, and they need that. They need, they need the literature. They need the media, like they need it shown in the media to really just see it like publicly, like out there. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's, this is not like, you know, weird. This is like, you know, just examine yourself, like to like just do that, that the hard work to like really figure it out, you know, and here's people, here's an example of people that have what they went through and how they figured it out and blah, 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 like all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. So you kind of touched on this. 
what do you hope like readers readers get out of this story you know when all is said and done um i hope that they well if they're trans that i hope that they understand how deeply these movies see and understand them um that means the world in in you know a society where we have so very little representation in media uh, much less uh, good representation uh, in media mm. that actually speaks to us that was made by us so i want um i want trans people more than anything to know how much these movies are them uh and it, they're for them but i also want uh i i hope that cis people take away from it that uh a better understanding of what it is to be trans and what we have to deal with and and that they they realize that uh they can identify with a lot of this um, even if the specifics of what trans people go through are different, a lot of the broad strokes are very much the same. Um, you know, every cis person can understand what it's like to have uh, expectations put on you by society that you need to look a certain way or dress mm-hmm. a certain way or act a certain way. You know what that's like and you know how stifling and awful it can be. And so I think that that the hope is that uh, it, it brings cis folks a better understanding of trans people and that you realize that trans stories are human stories. And that's why you can also identify with them. We're not all that different. We are really all, you know, much more alike than not. And, and, and again, the, the sort of blueprint that the uh, Wachowskis imbued in their work uh, of how we can make a better future for all of us uh, is something that I think a whole lot of people <laughs> these days could uh, learn a lot from. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I think, you know, that I mean, for me, that that it did help me, like, not just kind of understanding the the franchise on that level, but also, yeah, like, it kind of just reminded me, it reminded me, like, for lack of better words, like, kind of how I said before, it just reminded me that, like, you know, it's not a choice, like, the choice to move forward with with that that's the choice but it's like it's not easy and it sucks and it's hard and it's difficult yeah. and so i you know and and just kind of reading that and reading your little um you know examples um that you give depending you know where you at are in the movie um as they come mm-hmm. along it's kind of like yeah just like reading your examples like just really kind of helped provide the the context for it and just help me understand better like you know, I don't want to like live with my my head in the sand or with rose colored glasses. But you know, at the same time, it did help me like realize like like the, the, I think the fact that stood out was like there's not enough of you to like really make change by ourselves right. and things like that. Like just to put it so plainly, it really just helps put it into perspective, like for sure. And yeah, I, yeah, like I just that's an example of something like it did help me, you know, um, and really help me it's yeah it was just like kind of a reminder and and reassuring like maybe other because i don't have like i might have met a trans person i don't know i mean i have people um in the lgbtq community that are very close to me like you know we had a couple stand, stand up at our wedding like you know they're very special to me but it's just like it's it really is like having to come to terms with that like like there's so much that we don't that we don't realize as like cis people that we just don't you know, or we, and it just, it doesn't do anybody, anybody any favors to act like it's not our problem. So it's, right. you know, so yeah, just like this, you know, this story, your, your deep dive, like analysis and your firsthand account. Yeah. It did really like help me just kind of like put it in words, like kind of articulate it in my brain, you know, something that like, maybe I just kind of knew like as a hunch, like I'm all, all for like equal rights. Like I'm never like, to me, that's kind of like, Almost like as like like I said earlier with pro choice, it's just kind of like that's that's the black and white. Like there's no gray area for that. It's like if, right. Even if I don't like, even if people don't agree with it, 
that's fine. It's not up to them. It's not their business. It's like, I kind of see it almost that way. It's like, yeah, you're doing something for yourself. You're doing it to your body, but for yourself. And it's nobody else's business. It's really like, it doesn't concern them. Like it's then you're not like, like if I get an abortion, I'm not, it's not going to like, what am I doing to someone else who doesn't want that for themselves? Like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Like, to them, like it doesn't concern them. So, but you know, it's, we could all, you know, we could get into that, but it's like, it's, it really is at the end of the day, you guys just like want to, you know, you want, and I say you guys like as like the whole general community, but like, it's, you just want to be left alone. You just want to live your lives and you're not trying to like, you're not trying to come for anyone. You're not trying yeah. to like, well, I'm so, I'm so glad it helped in that way because yeah, like you said, I think it's like, I think there are a lot of like cis people who just don't realize, which is, is one of the things that I hope the book, like you mentioned, uh, would help uh, show them that, yeah, like trans people are a very small part of the population. And so all of these like anti-trans laws, we can't stop them. We can't fix yeah. them. There aren't enough of us, to, even if every single one of us voted against them. And I assure you that we do, <laughs> there's not enough of us to change it. And so if cis people don't say this is wrong and stop it, it will not stop. Yeah. And so that's one of the things about why you know like cis allyship is so important because literally nothing will get better unless you all decide that it has to get better and make that happen so um yeah there's there's a whole lot of of good little stuff like that in there i think yeah yeah and it's so yeah it's definitely relevant like after like four movies you would hope that you like added those tidbits in there just be like and like real world examples, right? So, um, no, that's yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm all for that. Oh, I don't know if there's something that you like. I had some questions about the movies. Like, did um, did they all? Because I know the Wachowskis, they came out after the original three came were released, right. right? Did like, do you know? I mean, I don't know if you learned in your research. Did all like the actors, the producers, the creators, like like, did they all understand that was the main at like the main big picture, the main metaphor in the big picture? Um, no, as far as I know, none of them knew until maybe around the, uh, when they were making the fourth movie or maybe even after that. Um, when the, the first three were made, the Wachowskis were in their own words, deeply closeted. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to be because if you think about the late nineties and early two thousands, uh, you didn't know any trans movie directors or writers. And I bet you today, you probably don't know any others other than the yeah, Wachowskis. Sure. Uh, it's still not great. Um, but back then, if they had been out, there's no way the movies could have been made. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers would never have given them hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to make yeah. these movies, especially <laughs> if they knew the movies were going to be so very deeply trans, which is one yeah. of the beautiful things about allegory is that you can look at it on the very surface and not realize that's what's under there. And so they got this entire really transy story in a mega movie franchise that nobody knew was there. And if they did know it never would have been made. So um that's, that's a, one really beautiful part about it. But yeah, as far as I know, nobody at, at any point other than the Wachowskis themselves were aware of it. Yeah. Cause then it's like, how do you like, how do like, you know, the, I listen like Carrie Ann Moss and Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. And these are like all like household names. We like know who these people are and thanks in large part to the series. And so it's like, how do you, how do like, does that affect the, the directing and the acting? And it's so crazy that they, cause I'm like, was Keanu in on this? Did he know? Did Carrie Ann Moss know? I'm like, they must have, right? Cause their acting was just like, from what I remember, and you point out several places too, where it's just like, you could see the pain in his face, for example, where he's just like, or, or like the confusion, but it's, it's not just like, oh, cause we're in a simulation and this, you know, world is being controlled, blah, 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 blah. It's like, 
no, it's so much deeper than that. But how, yeah, because I was just, I don't know, it was just something I was thinking about. Like, wait, how did they, so who knew? Did they know? Like, did they, like, who was in on it? Because I'm just, yeah. And like, like you said, like the crew, you know, creators and producers who like have the money to make it, yeah. um, you know, and, but how wonderful would it have been if they do, did know and they kept it secret for them too? Like, <laughs> it's like, we're just gonna, you know, we're just not gonna talk about it. We're not gonna, we're just not gonna say anything, but I'll still pay, f- you know, to make a movie because a lot of people won't won't be all for it and it's so crazy because it has like such a cult following like it i just remember like it i think i was like maybe 10 or 12 no maybe i was like 12 when the first movie came out and i just like never so i didn't watch them as they were released so but i just remember like the hype i remember like how Mm -hmm. how huge all the releases were and then and then even now recently when the fourth one came out i was like no i don't think i've ever seen them my husband was like what like we are watching them and so i did and then that's when it kind of like i just my eyes glossed over and I was like, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) But even then, yeah, I just like, after reading your, your, um, your analysis, I was like, Oh, like who, you know, who isn't on it? Who isn't on on the little secret, you know? Cause I was even talking to somebody. um, I think it was like today I was talking to someone about this book and I was like, yeah, apparently it was like a trans, you know, the whole thing was like a trans allegory. And they're like, oh yeah, definitely. I was like, oh, like I just, <laughs> cause I just, I just didn't, you know, didn't catch it, but that's just me like coming in with a fresh brain. Um, and not really, not really thinking about it like that. But now, but now that, um, after reading your work, I'm, I'm glad that I have, like I said before, I'm glad that I have some context to like, cause then it makes it more fun too. Cause then now I'm going to look for the red and I'm going to look for, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm going to pay attention mm-hmm. to like Morpheus's expressions or his choices, like, you know, and what, yeah. what Trinity's doing and things like that. I'm going to pay attention. I'm coming to notice the colors, like things like that. Where, so it's like, it is kind of like fun in that respect where if I ever watch them again, I'll be like, Oh shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? So what, what is next for you? Well, you, I know you said you're kind of working on something, but like anything that you could talk about, any new projects? No, not really at the moment. I think the next thing, well, uh, we're putting a couple of comics together, but they're still in, uh, you know, the art production stage. And so they're, they're a long way off before they'd be out. And like our, our writing on Monster High for season two, um, they're still in the middle of season one and animation takes a very long time. So mm. those probably won't be out until, uh, 2024, I would guess sometime. So, um, it'll be a while before, um, folks can see probably a, a lot of the, the, of that writing that we're doing, but I'm still posting new, uh, Trans Tuesday essays every, every week. So there's always those to look forward to. Okay, cool. Now, what did you say the Monster on High is? Is that on, uh, is that's an animated show? Yeah, Monster High. It is on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard of it then. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yeah. This, it's, been a really, it's been a really, really big doll and toy line for uh, a very long time. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I, it does sound familiar. Um, I mean, my kids are like two and a half and five. So my life is like blippy and bluey and Pokemon. Oh right yeah. Now, so I just- <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a little older than that. So yeah. 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 That's what the gist that I got. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, but anything else you kind of have to keep your mouth shut about understanding. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Tilly Bridges, then where can, uh, readers and listeners find you on social media and your, um, your transformation Tuesdays? Uh, I'm on almost all social media platforms, just at, at Tilly Bridges. Uh, my trans Tuesdays go up. Uh, I post them to, uh, Twitter and Facebook and they're all archived on Tilly's trans Tuesdays.com. So you can find those there. And if you are interested in the, uh, fiction writing that I do with my wife, uh, you can find 
all of our credits and links to our work at birdguest.com. Birdguest.com. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll add we'll add all that good stuff into the show notes so everyone can have a reference to to you know find it <laughs> to find all that good stuff that you guys got going. <laughs> Um, okay, so to Lee Bridges, uh, begin transmission, the trans allegories of the matrix. It comes out on June 27th. Tilly, thank you so much. This was such a, like a very, um, you know, educational narrative, like, you know, the story, I don't know, story analysis. I just like, it really is an, like a deep dive into it. So it was really interesting and informational. And, um, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity to, for me to to read it, I really appreciate it, and for being vulnerable and putting it out there, and um, you know, for taking the time and, and chatting with us, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for those kind words and and for having me on. It, it's been a great talk. And there you go. That was Tilly Bridges talking about uh, begin transmission, the trans allegories of the Matrix that comes out on June twenty seventh. Check out the show notes to find links to follow Tilly's website and on social media and where you can buy the book rate review subscribe follow us on twitter and instagram that are in cantina and cantina book club check out the cantina.com to read my book reviews if you're ever looking for some ideas to add to your reading list and if you do like the books so hop on over to goodreads and amazon and leave them out but as always thank you guys so much for listening <laughs>